Welcome to the NWO Sports Podcast. Here's your host, Logan Bailey. Welcome to the NWO Sports Podcast, brought to you by our primary sponsor, Three Chord. I'm your host, Logan Bailey, and today on the show, we have Tenora Ram Head Wrestling Coach and Nick Seward. Thanks for coming on the show, Coach. Hey, thank you for having me, Logan. Uh, so first off, why don't you kind of go ahead and start by telling us a little bit about yourself and your background with wrestling and how you originally got involved with it. Um, I've been wrestling my whole life. Um, I started in second grade over at uh, the Paulding Youth Wrestling Program, and I, I wrestled all through high school. Um, I left the military after high school, and uh, and even we messed around with some wrestling there while I was in, in the service. Um, and getting out, I knew coaching was something I wanted to get into. So when I first got out, George Clemens hired me over at um, Wayne Trace as an assistant coach, and I still helped with their youth program. That was about you know 2008 to 2010. And then I, I wanted to go in, you know, go into college and, and get a bachelor's. So I gave up coaching at the time. And uh, in my senior year, my bachelor's at Defiance College, I saw there was an ad in the paper for Tenora Wrestling Coach. So uh, I applied, and uh, this is our eighth season, eighth season now, just finishing up. And we're doing a lot of big things over at Tenora. So. Yeah, definitely. And and like you said, I mean, you guys have dominated the Green Meadows Conference in the last few years, or all more like five to seven years. So you've had a lot of success over there. I also kind of wanted to go into, so you kind of explained to us a little bit about your wrestling. I also know you have a past history with MMA. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Um, I got into MMA when I was get, first got out of the military as well. Um, I was training here in Defiance. Um, I got, ended up getting 10 fights under my belt and going seven and three training out of a small gym and it came to that crossroad where I either needed to go to a bigger city or give it up. And I, at that time I had a wife and two young kids. So just gave it up at the time and it was worked out well. Cause at the time I was coaching and training and now, now just coaching and being a dad works out great. Do you feel like that having that experience with the mixed martial arts has helped you to take certain aspects um, from those and implement it into your wrestling and your coaching? Yeah, um, not just from the mixed martial arts, but also the military background and um, things I've, I've um, done in my own personal life with you know, str- uh, strength training, strongman competitions, boxing, all, all those things of just more of that mental apt- altitude, how to um, breed almost a culture of winning mentally. You know, you, you can't go on in, in any aspect of any athletics and think you're going to lose and, and be victorious. So... We do a lot of mental toughness in our in our training at, at, there at Tenora, and I think a lot of that comes from my, my past experiences with the military and the, the mixed martial arts. Yeah, I think that's awesome how you can say that you've had that experience with the military, with MMA, with the boxing, everything else, and you kind of take different aspects, not necessarily the, the skills and technique, but you take the mental aspect of it, and you can incorporate it into your wrestling. I feel like there's not many other coaches around the area that can say that they have that past experience and that can can apply that knowledge to their kids and, and let them be successful. So we kind of know where you started with wrestling and a little bit about your background. What influenced you to go into the sport? Um, I grew up with uh, – Single mom, no dad. Um, my best friend lived across the road. He got into wrestling. He was really good. Um, same thing, single mom's household, and he asked me to go with him. Um, I, second grade, I was horrible growing up. I was so bad as a little kid, um, but I loved it. It gave me that sense of family, um, that sense of, of belonging to something, which, you know, if you ask anyone at Toronto Wrestling, it, family comes first. We're a huge family. Um, we, we, we really implement that family aspect because we do we do bring in a lot of kids that are you know come from broken homes or not the best of homes 
and and they don't have a lot to look forward to in their lives. So if, if wrestling can be that one positive, then that that's a huge win for me. Um, but that's that's how I got started, just coming from really nothing and and trying to find my way in, in an athletic. Yeah, that's awesome that you could take a sport like wrestling and run with it and kind of kind of be like. I don't know. Did you feel like it was almost kind of like your, your getaway from your situation or kind of like in a positive manner, it allowed you to kind of get away? Yeah. I, I was a, an angry young man when I was a little kid. Um, it was, gave me an out for some, vi- for some aggression and, um, just, uh, I wasn't a squirrely, you know, it made me, um, really, really put a lot of work into something. Um, I don't have many regrets in life, but I, I never really took mil- the, wrestling serious until I got into coaching and that's one thing I try to get to these kids like you got you have so much potential but you're not you're not implying it but you know like we said before with some of the kids that come to backgrounds that Johnny doesn't care about wrestling if he doesn't not even sure where he's going to sleep that night right, right so if we can give him that family aspect that security and you know we've had a lot of wrestlers really grow under the under the tour wrestling umbrella I think a lot of it comes from that that family and the, the security that we provide there as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Did you have any kind of particular coach that you looked up to or that has kind of inspired your coaching style? Not really. I've taken a lot from you know, a lot of the surrounding coaches. George Clemens over at Wayne Trace, um, he's been my coach. He was my coach all the way through, you know, from second grade up till I was a senior. And um, even when I got out of the military, him giving me that aspect to help coach, that's what really got me in the door at Tenora, um, having that background of actual high school coaching, because I don't think if I would have had that background on my resume, they would have given me a shot. Let's go ahead. We're going to take a break uh, to hear from our sponsor, Three Chord. Three Chord is a family-owned and operated business who offers the highest quality embroidery, screen printing, sign and promotional items to customers of Northwest Ohio at competitive prices. Locations in Archibald, Napoleon, and Bowling Green. Check them out at threecord.com. That's T-H-R-E-E-C-O-R-D.com. Logan Bailey here with head Tenora wrestling coach, Nick Seward. So coach, uh, kind of going into your season, you had quite a few letter winners returning. I think you had like 10 listed that were returning with quite a bit of talent. Uh, what were your initial thoughts going into this past season? To be honest with you, um, I was worried. We had a lot of uh, talent returning, but we also, we had a lot of talent in the same weight classes. Um, the hard part about wrestling is you only get 14 weight classes. And if you're five studs or at one weight, What's going to happen? Um, we started out the season rough. I think we, we took losses to Wayne Trace and Ayersville right off the season. And in you know, my eight years at Tenora, we've only lost four or five GMC matches. So to lose two quick, that uh, really was really an eye-opener. Um, but after Christmas, we had kids start cutting some weight, getting down to weight classes where they should have been, should be. And it, it really turned out well. Um, I forget statistic-wise of the season, but we did well at Perrysburg. We did well at Maumee Bay. Um, the Defiance two-day tournament we did well at it well as well. So for us to be as young as we were, um, and then, you know, and we, we demolished GMCs. We came through and had twelve kids in the finals. Twelve out of fourteen is uh is, is really awesome. And we walked you know walked into sectionals pretty happy with that. We really thought we had a shot at winning sectionals. So from starting out with two GMC losses to sectional runner up and and getting. Uh, 10 kids of districts was really, really good for us. Good turnout. So you kind of touched on it earlier, uh, talking about having multiple kids in the same weight class. How do those kids take that when they're they're in the same weight class and they have some skill? Do they take that in a positive aspect, a negative aspect? How do they kind of react to that? 
This year, um, more than others, we had a really good um, sophomore, junior level leadership. And and some of those leaders said, listen, I'll drop a weight class if you're going to drop a weight class, but I'm not doing it if you're not. And when you have your leaders on the team that are even seniors are looking at sophomores saying, hey, let's do this, it, it becomes a real positive light. I think that is ultimately ended why we ended up getting three kids down to state you know, and, and having seven kids there doing really well at districts. Well, all the kids did really well at districts, but seven kids that had the potential to make it to state is because of that, that leadership we had there in the sophomore class. And, and to see that leadership grow over the next two years is going to be really something interesting and, and exciting to see. Yeah, and I think, like you said, whenever it comes to success, if you can have those leaders on your team, and especially with your upperclassmen, and they can kind of help guide those underclassmen going through, I think that's when you always have positive results. And, I mean, touching on that, just looking at some of your highlights, I mean, you guys had, I believe, seven consecutive GMC championships. You guys were sectional runner-up, fourth at district, and you sent three wrestlers to state, and Dalton Wolfram, Javen Gaines, and freshman Aiden Helmke, who ended up finishing seventh and was Tenor's first freshman state placer. I mean, I'd imagine as a coach, that'd be pretty happy to see some of those uh, highlights. It, it really is. Um, Dalton got a tough tournament draw. He could have been a state placer. Javen Gaines ended up spraining his knee first round of uh, state, and he could have been a state placer as well. So we had three potential state placers on this team. And with what we have coming back, I think next year we, we really – the sky's the limit depending on how much these kids want to work this summer and put in. But – you know, you think you talked about Hunky's a freshman. We got two juniors there in the mix, and I think at districts, the other kids we had another uh, Gavin Bowers placed, who's a sophomore, um, and an Ankney was a, he's a state runner up again as a sophomore. You know, my my Cameron Rivas, he um, made it just one round out as a sophomore. Like we have a lot of young talent coming, so it's exciting. That's definitely exciting for the Tenor program. Uh, moving on, I wanted to talk about your involvement with the girls wrestling. You really have been the leading the area and really leading the forefront on promoting girls wrestling in the area. And you guys even hosted a tournament this year at Tenora for girls wrestling. Can you uh, talk about that a little bit? Um, Tenora wrestling or Tenora girls wrestling, something came across years ago. Um, McKenna Helmke, Aiden's older sister, was one of our first um, girl wrestlers who took it took it real serious. Um, and then that you know Bella Graziani jumped in right after that. She's an eighth grader who was a two time state placer for us in the junior high. Who's going to be coming up as a freshman. And those girls have grown that into something. I think now um, next year we're looking at having seven to eight quality girls on the varsity team with almost just as many in the junior high. But I always figured, like, if those girls wanted that opportunity, then I, we can't – got to offer it to them. You know, there's more colleges out there right now, more college scholarships for girls wrestling than there's girls wrestlers. So if we can get some of these girls out, you know, wrestling on, on the collegiate level for us, it's only going to benefit them. And at the end of the day, that's why we're here, is to help these kids succeed and grow into what they want to. Um, with the OHSA sanctioning it this year or next year, I think you're going to see the, a huge explosion of girls wrestling, not only just Northwest Ohio, but whole statewide. Um, Tenora's had a, a real rich history of girls wrestling with, uh, you know, Coach Brown years ago had the, the Brown girls that wrestled. And um, one of them, I think, Shalise did really well. Shalana did well. They, they've all, they, Tenora, girls wrestling has been a part of Tenora longer than, you know, most schools even thought about girls wrestling. So that's a nice thing to keep keep pushing and growing. 
Yeah, definitely. And I was going to touch on it too that, yeah, the OHSAA officially added girls wrestling, which is nice to see as well. And I'm sure for, for you and uh, your wrestling girls and Coach uh, Brown and yourself, I just feel like uh, that's got to be exciting news for all of you. It, it, we, um, us hiring our own girl, this, our own girls coach this year, and then uh, Nikki Brown has been awesome. She's phenomenal with those girls. Um, her son wrestles for us in the youth program. So she's she's been around the program for a while, and she knows these girls, and she's really connected with them. And um, I'm excited to see how, how she can grow that program. And I, who knows, maybe in the next five, ten years, you gotta, we'll have a girls' state champion down there at Tora. That'd think, be awesome. I think the next couple of years is a very high possibility. Uh, the next thing I wanted to kind of move on and talk about is you being able to coach your son Cameron on the wrestling team. Just tell me a little bit about what that experience is like, and what does that mean to you to have an opportunity like that? Um, like I said earlier, I didn't I didn't grow up with a, a father figure or a dad. Um, for me to be able to experience that and, and share those op- or those experiences with my son is is huge. Um, right now, he wants to take a little bit of time off, so it's hard to you know say, well, you got all this potential, you need to put the work in but giving him space as well to grow as a young man. Um, but it, it's awesome. I love seeing him win. I love seeing him smile. I love seeing him work and and f- love this sport. Um, like me, he was not real good as, he, as a younger kid, and he, he stuck with it. He's been you know wrestling year-round for, for a long time, going to summer camps and doing all types of things. And it's, it's nice to see him grow within the sport. Um, and even at the end of the day, if he never makes it on the state tournament or never makes the state uh, state qualifier, I'll always have that those memories with my son. Yeah, and I was just going to kind of talk about that. Being able to coach your son at a higher level like high school is not something that every parent can experience something like that, and I think that's just neat that you have that ability, and that's, uh, that's awesome that he's had some success along the way and you're able to be right by his side through the whole, whole path. That's awesome, and um, I don't know. I wish I had, I don't know, looking backwards, I wish I would have had another a father figure to, to go through those experiences with. So I'm hoping that, um, you know, these, this really means a lot to him and sees that, that I'm there with him all the time. Now I have another son coming up who's in uh, fourth grade, and same thing. Like, he wasn't real good starting out, and he's he's following in his older brother's footsteps. So it would be, be awesome to, to coach both my boys through the sport. Um, with us starting the girls wrestling now, my daughter's even getting into it. So, and that's, you know, she's been around her whole life. She's a fifth grader and she's just, um, she's really getting into the girls wrestling aspect. So if I can leave Tenora and coach all three of my kids through a sport, I think that's something pretty awesome. Man, you'll have your hands full with a family full of wrestlers there. (laughs) Right. All right. We're going to take a break to hear from our sponsors, Bat and Stevens Body Shop, Tenora Rams Live, Optimal performance fitness jim and his basketball academy fairchild family chiropractic and josh bush of sam Switzer realty for any of your auto body or collision needs be sure to check out bat and stevens body shop voted the number one body shop in northwest ohio by crescent news readers give them a call today at 419-497-3111 to schedule your free estimate check out tenora rams live live events broadcast on youtube and post game results articles schedules and more can all be found on tenorarams.com Feel free to look up their Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram pages as well. Optimal Performance Fitness is your go-to gym in Northwest Ohio, providing group fitness classes, personal training, and sports performance sessions for area athletes. Located in Napoleon, Ohio, give them a call today at 419-438-7265. Jim and his Basketball Academy strives to create an atmosphere to cultivate basketball fundamentals in Northwest Ohio youth athletes, offering one-on-one sessions, group sessions, speed and agility training, and much more. Located in Pettisville, Ohio, call Coach Jesse today at 419-551-8105. 
Fairchild Family Chiropractic aims to help families to get better together in the least invasive way possible. Dr. Fairchild focuses on the neck using the Blair Technique and Palmer Package adjusting to correct spinal misalignments. Located in Defiance, Ohio, call Dr. Fairchild today at 419-576-5070 to schedule an appointment. Josh Bush of Sam Schweitzer Realty is your go-to realtor in Northwest Ohio. Josh has a passion for our local community and is highly motivated to help you find your dream home, business, or farm. Located in Defiance, Ohio. Call Josh today at 419-789-1451. We're back on the NWO Sports Podcast. Uh, so, Coach, now that your season is over, why don't you take me through what the offseason looks like for you both as a coach and your team? Um, right now, this is the point we, we try to get kids into spring wrestling. Um, there's clinics all over in Northwest Ohio that they can go two days a week, and, and that it's really beneficial right now, especially with how tough Northwest Ohio wrestling is, is to – get them still on the mat and wrestling other kids that aren't Tenora kids. Um, the last three years, we've always went out to Iowa with, for the summer, and we'll take the kids out to Iowa for a, a week. But this year we got the new wrestling room, the weight room coming up. We're, we're trying to st- hold back and save some some money from the fun, or the program so we can have that wrestling room next year. Um, so I think we're just going to go up to, it's called Burnett's Training up in um, Sandusky area. We're going up there for a week and, Scotty Burnett runs that. He's an Olympic medalist. He's a solid guy, and he, he coaches a lot of solid kids in Northwest Ohio. So if we can get the kids up there and see them a different, couple different looks for a week and get some more team building and bonding, then that's really our, our season. Um, once football ramps up, being a smaller school, we, we lose half our team, if not 60% of our team during football. So we try to give the kids most of July and August off just to relax, recoup, and then we, we jump back into weight training on in September. Uh, you kind of talked about it earlier, talking about your trip to Iowa, and that's always been kind of, I feel like, a tradition for your guys' program, and you kind of talked how this year you weren't going to go to save up money, but can you kind of tell me about that? Because I know it, from what it sounds like, it's a pretty intense camp for the kids. Um, so we, we've been going out to Iowa, and um, they bring in top-tier clinicians, you know, you know, D1, NCAA All-Americans, Olympic medalists, and our kids get one-on-one um, connections with those guys. But also there's teams there from Colorado, Arizona, California, like – everyone from America goes during these weeks and our kids will get anywhere between 15 and 25 matches in a week, you know, with some team building and some bonding and also that technique aspect as well. So it's really been beneficial for our guys. Um, but also that that paired with the spring wrestling, like that's you know, the COVID year the year we won sectionals. Um, it's a second time in school history. We had almost the entire team wrestling in the summer and it really paid off in the, and then the end then COVID came and, shut everything down yeah COVID's been kind of a a headache for everyone involved athletics and just normal people too (laughs) next thing I want to talk about is over the years uh, since you've been at Tenora you guys have been really good Um, like I said before you guys have dominated the Green Meadows Conference I believe seven consecutive in a row like I touched on earlier you guys competed well in sectionals district sent wrestlers to state Uh, my question for you is how do you get to that next level becoming a division three state powerhouse and consistently placing wrestlers at state it takes a lot of work, um, not just from me, but from my coaches and the kids. Um, ultimately, it comes down to the kids. We're so close right now. I was talking to you earlier before the interview that um, we're, we're one missing piece away from, I think, being a top-five team in the state of Ohio, um, which would be phenomenal from being a, a tiny little D3 school in the middle of a cornfield. Um, but I think if we can consistently continue to get the spring wrestling and the summer wrestling and, and grow each season – in the wrestling room, um, that's going to be a huge benefits. Um, getting this new weight room and the new 
wrestling room at Sonora will be also huge. Right now we have we have a good space to practice. It's just not a safe good place space. So um, getting some wall mats up and get some wall mats down wall to wall. Um, I think that's going to help out a lot as well. You know, we had three kids go down this season with concussions because we were wrestling on mats from 1980s. So a newer facility, newer weight rooms where kids can get bigger, stronger, faster. Um, I think that that's those are the keys that are needed, and I think we're close. I really do. Yeah, and that's nice that you guys, like you said, you're able to uh, get that new equipment and that new wrestling room. And <clears throat> and I've been seeing a common theme. A lot of schools around the area are really upgrading their facilities lately. But like you said, I mean, if it's to the point where it's affecting the kids' health and, and it's keeping you from advancing to that state powerhouse, I'm, I'm glad that you guys are finally able to get that. Kind of talking, uh, you touched on earlier, um, the mental aspect of wrestling. So with wrestling, it requires a lot of discipline, both mentally and physically. Um, I feel like, honestly, more so than a lot of other sports do. How do you keep your student athletes focused in this day and age when there's so many outside distractions? Um, I touched on earlier before, like the the family aspect. We keep things as fun as we can for the kids. Um, I don't know. I'm almost like a dad to most of the kids I coach. I, I let them know that I love them. I'm there for them. You know, I, I deal with just as many texts from Johnny having a bad day as I do with, you know, Jimmy who needs help cutting weight. Um, there's a lot of that aspect, but you, I think this in this day and age, you know, these kids need that um, that that parental figure in their lives, and they know, need to know that someone's caring about it and loving loving on them. And I think once kids know that, the sky's the sky's the limit. My next question I had for you in in Northwest Ohio, and we kind of talked off it about it off the air. I sometimes feel like wrestling is not always the first choice for a winter sport for some kids due to basketball happening at the same time. But at Tenora, I think you guys have always had a full team with plenty of athletes coming out. My question for you is how do you recruit kids to come out for wrestling that may not have had a lot of previous wrestling experience, and what kind of attributes do you look for in the kids? To be honest with you, we'll take pretty much anyone, um, as long as they're hardworking and, and – um, ready to get at it we i'm a school counselor as well so i mean there's nothing not a kid in that school that i have not tried to get come back out to wrestle um and a lot of kids have tried it and they've they've thought no oh, this isn't for me and, and that's that's okay because there's not wrestling is a tough sport and there's aspects of it that that people don't really care for but it's the constant you know it's what is it it's almost april right now and i'm already hitting kids up for next year i'm constantly on the kids in the hallway um few years back we got a kid named Garrett Garrett Paxton who was just a small little athlete who played basketball but he was he was shorter um so we didn't have a lot of success you know with the height of the basketball and he ended up being a real good wrestler for us um Jack Ordway came out not too long ago Kyle Ordway guys that that weren't real big um you know big into wrestling by any means but they they fell into the family and they turned out and had a decent little career for us so it's just that constant plugging on the kids and, and letting them know that we're here and we care about them and seeing who can get to come out. Yeah, and I've always thought, and just like you said, those are some wrestlers I thought of that you guys have always kind of brought in those kids that may have played basketball and may have not had any wrestling experience, but they really kind of took the wrestling once they got to high school and just ran with it. And I feel like you guys and your coaching staff have done a nice job with developing those kids, and that's just kind of neat to see from the outside looking in. Moving on to the next topic, um, Talking about your biddy program, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that and your involvement? Um, so <laughs> I am the head biddy coach. I've been there for eight years. Uh, when I first got to Tenora, there was not real much of a biddy program. I think Drew Helmke, uh, Owen Tong, and a couple other kids, they, their parents 
basically ran practices, got them out to these tournaments, got them all taking, you know, where they needed to be. But it's something we've really grown in the last, you know, before COVID, I think we had around 70 to 80 kids in our youth program, and that's K through 6. Um, we're, the numbers aren't there any as they have post-COVID, but they're coming back. But that's really a, a driving factor in the success of our high school kids. Um, almost everyone in my varsity right now wrestled for me as a youth wrestler. So they already come into high school knowing the expectations and, and what's what the sport's all about. But at that level, um, we, we play dodgeball, you know, every couple of weeks. We, we try to keep it as fun as possible. My, my theory is if we can get kids in Biddy to love the sport, by the time they get to high school, that, that's where we really can start fine-tuning them and getting them to where they need to be in that, in that state tournament. Yeah, I think that's a great way to look at it, too, is because sometimes even with my little brother, it's, it's kind of hard to get him. Can't, you can be at times to get them motivated to do certain things, but I feel like you said if you can make it enjoyable for them, then once they get older, you can really fine-tune them up and uh, make them become that great athlete. Uh, so what does the future of Tenora Wrestling and next season look like for you guys? Um, it's very bright. It looks really good. Um, like I said earlier, if we can get these kids wrestling this summer, um, we return, oh, like 20-some kids that are all going to have varsity experience. We lose um, Vince Monin and Heidi Monin, um, Hunter Grundin and Bernie Fredrickson from the vars- from the seniors this class, and Vince and uh, Hunter were district-level wrestlers for us. But we have we have so much talent there in the high, in the high school. We're not bringing a lot in boys-wise um, from the eighth grade, but we got some really solid girls wrestlers and some and some fresh boys that are you know maybe a couple years will be be able to be pretty competitive for us, but. The future is bright, and I'm excited to see where it can grow and where it can go. That's great to hear. Well, Coach, uh, that concludes our NWS Sports Podcast. I want to thank you again for coming on to the show, and I want to wish you good luck in your next season. Thank you, Logan. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks to all those listening. Thanks again to our sponsors, Three Chord, Bat and Stevens Body Shop, Tenora Rams Live, Optimal Performance Fitness, Jimenez Basketball Academy, Fairchild Family Chiropractic, and Josh Bush of Sam Switzer Realty. Uh, we would like to give a special thanks to Jeff Batt for allowing us to use his amazing new facility at Batt and Stevens Body Shop for today's podcast. Stay tuned for the next NWO Sports Podcast in the near future.